Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. How does Yehovah describe our relationship with Him? I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. There are plenty of scriptures and traditions that deal with that question. We need to discern the difference between scripture and tradition to really understand and answer that question. Let's talk about it. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. The Bible is all about Yeshua, the Messiah. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com. On Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in Iowa and Germany. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you. Red Pill Torah is an outreach of B'nai Ephraim Messianic Ministries and Assembly. Miss, one of the most exciting realizations that I experienced as we started to awaken to the Torah was that our Elohim actually has a name. Every now and then, we used to sing or speak about God, and I would think about what his name might be. Now, sometimes I thought that he may be so holy that he didn't have or need a name. His name could be God, the very title that we use to describe an assortment of immensely powerful beings. But in that case, I reason that we might be breaking the second commandment by calling him God. You mean thou shalt not have any other gods before me? That's an interesting point. You thought that by calling our creator God, and calling the mythical beings we read about gods, we are equating the Father with one of them. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. It is interesting to note that to this day, there isn't a consensus around how to pronounce his name. He gave us his name in Hebrew scriptures, so we do have the spelling, which is yud Hey vav Hey. However, it's the pronunciation that we have such varied opinions on. One day... We will all be on the same page about the sacred pronunciation of his name. Amen, Mama. And uh, the renewed covenant recorded in Jeremiah 31 includes a wonderful promise. In verse 34, Jehovah says, No longer will any of them teach his fellow community member or his brother, Know Jehovah, for all will know me, from the least of them to the greatest, because I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. So, Mama... We will all know him, and we'll all know his name. Verses 31 and 32 give us some interesting insight as well. They say, Here the days are coming, says Jehovah, when I will make a renewed covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Yehuda or Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their fathers on the day I took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt, because they, on their part, violated my covenant even though I, for my part, was a husband to them, says Jehovah. When we discuss the renewed covenant, we usually point out that the parties to the covenant are Jehovah Elohim, the house of Israel, and the house of Yehuda. Now, it doesn't mention the church as we know it. We understand that to mean that there are no people of Elohim outside of Israel. The church is only part of the renewed covenant if it's part of the house of Israel, or part of the house of Yehuda. But if you're hearing this for the first time, consider which house you're a part of and why. Now, if you don't understand the answer to that, 
you have some things to learn about Jehovah's salvation. Daddy, that question is vital to understand. It is. I'm glad we mentioned it whenever we quote Jeremiah 31. To our listeners, if you want more information about the Renewed Covenant, check out Red Pill Torah, episode 26, titled, Let's Make a Deal. The other point I want to mention about the Renewed Covenant is the way Jehovah characterizes his relationship with the fathers of the house of Israel and Yehuda. In verse 32, he describes himself as a husband to them. Mm, you know, in Hosea chapter 2, the prophet Hosea tells of a time when Jehovah will show mercy to the adulterous people of Israel. In verse 14, he promised to speak kindly to Israel and to restore Israel's joy just as it was when we left Egypt. Now, I'll read verses 16 and 17 from the King James Bible. It says, And it shall be at that day, saith the Lord, that thou shalt call me Ishi, and shalt call me no more Baali. For I will take away the names of Baalim out of her mouth, and they shall no more be remembered by their name. These two verses in the King James Bible are interesting because they use the transliteration of two Hebrew words. The first one, Baali, means my Lord. This same title, Baal, is used to refer to the pagan god, small g, commonly talked about in many churches. Most believers have heard of Baal worship or mm -hmm. Baal worship. Mm -hmm. Maybe most believers haven't considered why we use that same title to refer to our Elohim. We call him the Lord. Anyway, Jehovah speaks through the prophet Hosea about a coming day when we will stop calling him Lord and instead we will call him Ishi, which in Hebrew means my husband. As Miss and I began to realize that many of our beliefs and practices were not in line with the Father's instructions, we felt compelled to go back to the beginning. Now that meant going back to Genesis or Breshit and unlearning some of the things that we thought we knew. It also meant seeking out Jewish people who knew the connection between the, quote, Old Testament and the Messiah. Now, we were fortunate because we found Jewish believers who helped us to understand the connection. Along the way, we also learned that there's a difference between the faith once delivered to the saints, which was called the way, and what we know as rabbinic Judaism. To be clear, we don't mean to disparage Judaism in any way. Mm -mm. We are specifically talking about the strong traditions that rabbinic Judaism has developed. We see a clear biblical connection to some of the traditions, while others we recognize to be ideals of men. If one is not aware of the difference, it is possible to mistake man's institutions for Elohim's instructions. We see the same problem with much of Christianity. Different traditions, some biblical, some questionable. Our point is, either way, we must be careful to respectfully pursue the Ishi, or my husband, relationship with Jehovah, and to move away from the Ba'ali relationship. Amen. The Ba'ali relationship is based on compliance from a distance. The Ishi relationship is a covenant relationship with the Most High Elohim. He is still Elohim, and He is Lord, but He is much more than Lord to us. Every knee will bow before him, and every tongue will confess his lordship, mm -hmm. but not every tongue will call him Ishi, or my husband. Not everyone will grab hold to the covenant relationship that he offers, to his covenant people first, and then to the whole world. 
Everyone who worships the Elohim of Israel may have traditions involved in his worship. In Hosea chapter 2, verse 16 and 17, we get a glimpse of a future in which Israel will no longer follow the tradition of calling him my Lord. We will refer to him as my husband. Now, do we have to wait for a certain future time to embrace being his bride? Yeshua made a similar statement in John chapter 15. Reading from verse 13, he says to his disciples, No one has greater love than a person who lays down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you slaves because a slave doesn't know what his master is about. But I have called you friends because everything I have heard from my father I have made known to you. Tim, this sounds like Yeshua was calling his disciples to follow him more closely, like friends. Mm -hmm. A relationship between friends is much closer than a relationship between a servant with his master. This is not an either-or situation. The disciple and we respect Yeshua as our master. We also embrace him respectfully as friend. We can draw closer to him because he invited us to draw closer. Amen, Mama. Now, at the time of this recording, last week's Torah portion was Terumah. That portion gives a description of the items and components of the tabernacle and the offerings given to make these precious items. In services last Shabbat, the speaker talked about the nature of the items as one drew closer to the most holy place. He taught about the bronze laver as the first item one might see in the tabernacle courtyard. Bronze is a beautiful material, but it's not as precious as the silver sockets and the items that one would see as they approach the tabernacle. As beautiful as they were, even they were not as precious as the golden menorah or the Ark of the Covenant in the Most Holy Place. So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life or some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and stay outside the perimeter of the Holy Tabernacle, beating your chest and praying from afar? Or would you take the red pill and embrace your covenant relationship with the Most High? Only you can answer that question. Do you address your friends as Mr. or Mrs. Whatever? If you're married, don't you use names that are intimate and familiar with your spouse? The Creator invites His covenant people to do exactly that. Tim, it just occurred to me that our listeners may not understand my nickname. Oh, wow. People have called me Miss since I was a child. Somehow, it just stuck with me to this day. My friends don't call me Miss as a sign of respect. It's a sign of affection and closeness, even if it may sound formal. Yeah, I get it. You are Miss to your dear friends, but your mama to me. <laughs> That's because our covenant relationship is even closer. Okay, Daddy, we need to pump the brakes on that one. Okay, okay. We're running out of time on this podcast, but I hope our listeners get the message. We respect and fear our Heavenly Father, and we love Him with a love that is rooted in His covenant. We know that we love Him because we obey His instructions. He is our Elohim, and He gave us His name, and He called us to relate to Him based on His covenant love for us. What an honor to know we are precious to the Creator of the universe. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, at Red Pill Torah, we say man's institutions and God's instructions because many believers don't know who Elohim is, but they do recognize God. So when we say God, we are reaching out to believers who don't know. Well, that's all we have time for today. 
Thanks for listening to Red Pill Tour, where you can handle the truth.